Let us pray. Most gracious God, Lord, we thank you for all that you have done, all that you are doing, and all that is yet to come. Lord, help us because we need it. In Jesus' name, amen. As Pastor Elaine and, and just about everyone else that has gotten up today has, has talked about, we are now in the season of Lent. Uh, we know that Lent is a 40-day period where we endeavor to grow closer to God through prayer, fasting, and sacrifice. It is a time where we divest ourselves of the superfluities of thought that would normally distract us and is an opportunity to create sacred space to encounter the true and living God in a mighty way. Lent is a time both of reflection and of discernment. Amen. It is an opportunity to experience God in incredible ways and an invitation, if you will, to the wilderness where we can uh, prove who we prove we know who we are and whose we are. And it is also a propulsion device into our call. And so we arrive at today's scripture, which contains a lot. Uh, if you really look at this portion of scripture and you go to other gospels, what you'll find is what is contained in just a few verses here in Mark is actually uh, many verses in, in other places. And, and so as we are seeking to grow closer to God, amen? then I would advise that you during this week, as you uh, see God's face, you begin to read God's word and, and look at all of the things that this, this scripture really contains because we just don't have enough time today to touch them all. But I feel like today's scripture is great for uh, 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 the illustration of the Lenten season. I hate holding this, by the way. And, and it is good because it is a journey through... Uh, God just keeps on blessing, don't he? Thank you. Because it, 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 it is a great illustration of the journey that we are going to go through, the, through this time in the liturgical year. And quite frankly, it is a great illustration of the journey that we go through on, on multiple times in, in our, our normal day-to-day -day lives. Today we find Jesus... Uh, we, we find him uh, being baptized by John. Uh, we, we find a sinless uh, Jesus being baptized uh, so that he can fulfill the scripture, or as he would say, the fulfillment of all righteousness. We have Jesus then thrust, propelled, shoved, pushed into the wilderness by the Spirit for testing and for temptation, where he is tested and tempted, and we have Jesus whose uh, purpose is revealed and fulfilled as he goes into his calling, which is his ministry. There are a few things that, that I really appreciate and that I really love about this portion of Scripture. And some of the things that, that I will uh, talk about today are often overlooked. And rightfully so, because there's so much to grasp. We find Jesus who is uh, being baptized, and oftentimes we talk about the baptism, we talk about John, we talk about Jesus being sinless, we talk about what it all means, 
But the thing that I love about this portion of the scripture today, especially as we step into Lent, is that uh, Jesus was there. And what we find is God then breaks open the clouds and he says, this is my son in whom I'm well pleased. God's voice is a lot stronger than mine, but you have to bear with me. And we find that the spirit then descends as a dove. So if we really look at it, the Godhead in his completeness shows up on earth for a moment where earth needed it most. Similar to in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and the earth was without form and void, and darkness upon the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God moved across the face of the waters, and God said, let there be light. It was the, the completeness of the Godhead in, in the earth in a, a way that uh, we need it even for today. And so as I look at that and as I reflect on Lent, we, we find that, that if, if Lent is an opportunity to experience God in incredible ways, then we have to also understand that as we are walking through our lives, or we, as we are matriculating through our days, as we are encountering the various, uh, encountering the various things that we will encounter, that all of heaven is behind us. We, we have to remember and understand that, 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 that in those times where we feel the most triumphant, in those times where we feel God's presence like never before, in those times where we feel like we can't have a misstep because the Spirit of God is truly directing our path in those times where we feel uh, that we are walking in an authority that can't be our own because we are not quite that good. We have all of heaven behind us. The, the Spirit of God is, 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 is providing the direction for our feet. We, we have the word of God uh, that, that is empowering our lives and the very father that loves us, that, that holds us, that, that provided a way for us is no doubt very, very near. And all of the scriptures that we read and that we've heard over the years, whether it be in Sunday school and children's moments or the like, are, are, are the very things that are empowering us and pushing us forward. Because in this season, uh, even though things are going great, we are still yet seeking. Amen. Stick with me on that. That was the easy part. Normally after those seasons, though, we are thrust or propelled into a wilderness. Quite frankly, I believe that Lent is an invitation into the wilderness. Because it's easiest to reflect, it's easiest to discern, it's easiest to try to figure out who's we are, uh, uh, what, what makes God God in our lives. It, it, it is an uh, 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 easy time to, 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 to really begin to look at um, what we really believe and whose we really are and what we are uh, and what our faith is really made of when adversity comes. But it's not always the easiest thing to endure. It's a time of testing. It's a time of temptation. It is often uncomfortable. Songwriters have wrote about it for years and called it storms. We've talked about winds. We've talked about waves. The reality of it is uh, it, it, it's not a place that we wake up in the morning and say, my God, I wish that I could go to the wilderness. But believe it or not, some wildernesses, some wildernesses, that might be a word, are necessary. I knew it would be quiet when I said that. Sometimes 
the hard times that we are encountering are necessary for the call of God in our season to come. Sometimes what we are calling a storm is actually the classroom of faith that we need for the things that we will encounter. Sometimes. The rough spaces in our lives are the greatest examples and the greatest illustrations of God's love to the people that are watching us that we don't even realize are watching us. Sometimes the journey through the wilderness is, is of God and is necessary and it is where our faith is tested, but it's also where our faith is proven. On the other side of the wilderness, we often are called to a different season of our lives. A season where all of the things that we've seen, all of the things that we have encountered, all of the things that we have uh, embarked upon, all of a sudden uh, fit into a great box of the, 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 the necessary things that are before us. And so what we find is that, that in this Lenten season, it is an opportunity for us to really begin to lean into the God of our salvation in a way that forces our faith to do what our faith has never done before. It, it, it is an opportunity for us to lean into God in such a mighty way that when we stand and, and proclaim his goodness and his mercy, uh, we, can, we can rest assured that if God placed us there, no matter what it might look like, no matter what it might feel like, we are resting in the purpose of God. And if, just if, we can begin to look at our wilderness, not as a, 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 a place that we shouldn't be, but as a classroom. If we can look at our wilderness and not loathe it, but celebrate it. If we can look at our wilderness and say, uh, I know that, that my God is more than able to deliver me from even this, but if not... I'm still not going to bow. I'm still not going to bend. I'm still not going to give up. If we can walk through our wilderness and understand that the God of the good times is still the God of the challenge, that, that even in joy and, 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 and in sorrow, in, 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 in times of plenty and in times of want, in, in sunshine and in rain, the constant is that God is immovable, that God is consistent. And if God can provide for me here, then God will provide for me here. The wilderness, though it not, may not be easy, is, is often required. Now, what does that look like? Why are you telling me this? And why is it tied to this portion of scripture? Because even though we're talking about the wilderness as it relates to the Lenten season, quite frankly, the wilderness comes often. As, as we talk about the joyous moments of our life during the Lenten season, we also have to remember that joys, praise God, will come often as we talk about being put into a season where our call may not look like we think it should look and our ministry may take shape in, in different forms, even though we're talking about it in this season, we also have to realize that they also come often. My grandmother helped raise me. And, 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 and as a child, my ministry in the house, we're going to call it that because I think it sounds good, was to be a good young man and to respect my mother and my grandmother. 
as I became, began to get a little bit older, my ministry was to make sure that I was at church when I was supposed to be at church, that, that when they called on me in Sunday school, I stood up and I proclaimed what God said, and that when all of my friends were doing foolishness, I didn't get caught doing foolishness. <laughs> Gotta be honest, right? When she got a little bit older, my ministry was different. Because it required me to drive from Oklahoma to Houston every weekend to help take care of her because she had Alzheimer's. Good times. Tough times. Ministry. Joe had one of the best times ever. And then he went through a wilderness where he lost everything. And then based on the life that he lived, God restored him, and his ministry was his life going forward. Good times. Challenges. Ministry. I'm sure that if we look at each of our lives, we can highlight those good times where we felt like we could do no wrong and all of heaven was behind us. We can also probably highlight some challenging times where we didn't feel like we could feel God where we were looking for a word and didn't feel like we could get one, and all we had to rely on was the faith that we said we had. And I'm pretty sure we also can find those places of ministry that didn't come from a pulpit, that weren't notated in the Bible, but were very real as it relates to the people that we love and the places that we were able to stand people of God. This season is wonderful in a lot of ways. It's wonderful because it is in the season that we, uh, uh, that we experience God in ways that are, are unimaginable. It's in the season that we find ourselves, though in the wilderness, in a place of power and should be in a place of peace. It is in the season that we get to know God, not just for what God provides or what we can get, or God, please bless me with a million dollars, but really begin to understand what it means to have a peace that surpasses all understanding, to really begin to understand what it means to have favor in places where you don't deserve, where you really begin to see what it means to stand on uh, the faith that you have no matter how big or small you think it is and to see the, the glory of God shine in front of you to see what it means to let the entirety of your life be ministry to all those that are watching it is in this time and this, this season that we are prepared to stand uh, in that season where people are watching you and they need you and all that you can show them is the love of God it is in this season that everything Everything, did I say everything? Becomes ministry. If you're in school, what you do in school needs to be ministry. If you are on a job, what you do on your job needs to be ministry. If, praise God, you have earned the right to be retired, then your organizations and the conversations you have on the phone with your friends needs to be ministry. If you are in uh, uh, fraternities, if you are in uh, various lodges, or if you're in motorcycle organizations and clubs, what you do on a daily basis should show people the, the work of God in your life. And if we are people of the Most High God or children of the Most High God, and we are, amen? Amen? When people look through the photo albums, 
of our lives, there should be a constant that is there. It may not be our hair color or the length of our hair or even if we have hair. It may not be how we dress or the style that we have. It may not be the job that we, we, we kept or the 15 that we, we happen to praise God get. But the commonality that should always be shown is your faith, your love, and your charity. There's a lot in this scripture. And if we just read this scripture and talked about it for the next 15 weeks, we would find that Jesus did a lot in this scripture. The question becomes, what have we done? The wilderness comes for us all. Amen. The joyous times comes for us all. Amen. The opportunity to proclaim the love of God in all that we know and our faith uh, 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 shown or illustrated in our lives also comes for us all. Amen. So what do we do? Are we seeking God on a daily basis? Are we praying and trying to get closer to him with every breath? Are we celebrating him even in the hard times? Are we running to the secret of his tabernacle when things get difficult? Are we sharing the good news with our brothers and sisters? In short, are we following the example of Christ? That is the question for us all today and this journey called life how are we choosing to live it in the name of the father the son and the holy spirit amen